26. My father-in-law had bookshelves full of Marjorie Allingham's and other kind of obscure 30s yeah. thrillers. You know, whenever I used to go to their house, it was such a treat to read one of these dusty old books. Is there something in the fact that you know there's lots of... The other thing I, I think is interesting about these repeated novels, yeah. like Marjorie Allingham, there's something that makes you feel secure in knowing that there's 20 more of them. Oh, so, absolutely! So if one has worked for you, yes. Don't worry, you're There's not going to run. You're not going to. You're not going to run out. Yes, of Yes, that's such a good point. Yes, it's that thing of if you find one, it's lovely. But then when you realise that there are lots and lots of them, it's absolutely joyous to know that. There's yeah, that there's more common. This might sound melodramatic, but what I got from reading during those times was a relief from pain. There were pain relief. I found my head. And my thoughts and my feelings, so painful. They tormented me. I was tormented incessantly. And I couldn't escape. But when I read and I went into that other world, I forgot about myself. So it was literally like if a person is in acute physical pain and they're given some sort of powerful painkiller for a while. You know, pain of any sort is exhausting. It's debilitating. But it gave me pockets of freedom. And that, in turn, gave me resilience. Yeah. And then when I came out of it, I went in very suddenly and came out very suddenly. It just ran its course, which is the way I'm, I'm thinking of it anyway, because I have no other explanation for it. But interesting that there's still a need to keep her. I, I think that's oh, yeah. I, I got better. Yeah, but, but now you're never the ne same. It's never gone, is it? No, it's you're... never gone, because there's always the fear of going back. And... I haven't gone back to the person I used to be. I'm similar. Yeah. I have many similarities, but I am wiser and I'm sadder. And I'm braver than I knew I was. Did you have a particular time and a place of, of, of reading? How did you read? When you, when I read you... in bed. I was afraid to get up. This sounds pathetic, but like I needed two or three duvets on me because I needed to feel the weight of them on me because I felt so disembodied, in bed, weighed down by heavy duvets with a safe book was about the only time I felt that I would survive. I know that sounds dramatic, but that was how it was it at the time. Well, no. I mean, I always have a book with me. So I will stop and I will retire to bed with my duvets and a safe book. And so far it's worked. Amongst them was Alan Turing, fresh from deciphering the German Enigma code at Bletchley Park. He was whisked off to NPL, the National Physical Laboratory in Teddington. A computer at the time was a person, a maths whiz employed to carry out computations. But, NPL wondered, could Turing build an electronic calculating machine? The director certainly hoped so. He was Charles Darwin. Not that one, by the way, his grandson. Charles Galton Darwin. Turing, who's now on our staff, is showing us how to make his idea come true. Broadly, we reckon that it will be possible to do arithmetic a hundred thousand times as fast as a human computer. And this, of course, means that it will be practical to do all sorts of calculations quite outside the scope of human beings. They began designing a new machine called ACE, the Automatic Calculating Engine. Their biggest challenge was to try and crack that tricky problem, the memory. A difficult part of the machine is its memory. For it works so fast that there's no time to write down the answers. And therefore there must be gear which can remember a lot of things so as to have them handy when they're going to be needed again for later work. 
we're heading to China's biggest instant noodle factory, run by the Taiwanese company, Master Kong. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Master Kong Dream Wonderland. 12.56.